some you're already loaded up here unless you have new slides no okay great awesome uh yeah you have a slide changer here the mic is kind of low right now but i'll raise it when i get back there uh q a mic is there i think if there's any do you have any questions for me
Hi, everyone. We're going to get started with the session. Good afternoon and welcome. My name is Carly Truitt, and I'm a registered dietitian and SNAP Ed nutrition educator at Rutgers Cooperative Extension in Camden County, New Jersey. I am delighted to be moderating today's session, Why Aren't Americans Eating Seafood? Consumer Input to Better Shape Education and Policy. We will hear from Linda Cornish, a mission-driven executive who founded the Seafood Nutrition Partnership, or SNP. SNP aims to inspire a healthier America by increasing consumption of seafood. Uh, we will have time for question and answer at the end. Uh, we are all excited to hear more, so I will turn it over to Linda. Thank you, Carly. Well, thank you all for coming in here to learn more about seafood. Jeb, thank you for the invitation. And I'm so thrilled to be with all of you. And as you're really the nutrition warriors to get this information out. So uh, you know about the session. I hope that you come away with a better understanding of seafood and why Americans aren't eating it, some of the barriers. Also share some resources for you that can um, be brought back to your respective um, areas of work. Um, and so Carly gave a nice introduction of me. And if this is shared with you, you'll have this for your files as well. Uh, I am in Memphis, Tennessee now, but our offices are here um, in Arlington, Virginia. So I formed Seafood Nutrition Partnership 10 years ago to help share the dietary guidelines for Americans to eat seafood at least twice a week. And so our mission is to really build a healthier America uh, through outreach and partnerships. And so if you see some information here that is relevant for you, we'd love to work with you as partners. Our vision is for a healthier, happier, and smarter America through seafood. And our strategy is to build lifelong seafood consumers. Our board is represented by a broader way of leaders from the seafood industry, whether it's farmed or wild, um, whether they're scientists, dietitians. Sonia Connor was one, a, a former Academy of Nutrition Dietetics president. And Dr. Tom Brenna sat on the 2015 Dietary Guidelines. And so we want to um, have leadership that represents this food space that we're talking about. We do have a volunteer uh, scientific nutrition advisory council made up of experts within the uh, seafood space. And uh, so we've got psychiatrists, nutritionists, uh, sustainability experts, and um, they provide our evidence-based messages through our, our work as well. Uh, and our strategy, just so you know, is we educate consumers through different consumer pilot campaigns, nutrition workshops, and we are forming a national seafood promotion campaign. The last time there was a campaign was in the 1980s, and so it's about time we have one that helps to bring more information to um, the American public. We also do a lot of education with health influencers, and so this is an opportunity to reach many of you. Uh, we have reached over 26,000 dietitians, uh, work through retail and food service operators, and we're just getting into more food as medicine, which is a growing area. And lastly, we do strengthen seafood nutrition science through different policy opportunities, which I'll share some of that with you today. So um, if you uh, have one slide that you uh, think of today and remember by, that seafood is a solution to many of the challenges that we face today. So seafood is a solution to our public health crisis, uh, also a solution to a better food system and future food security. And it's also a solution to climate change. 
so I want us to help figure out a way to help shift our diets to include more fish and seafood into our, our um, everyday lives, and it'll produce healthier people and healthier planet. So why seafood? I, you know, this has been studied, and uh, you are in the nutrition field, but I just want to go through some of the talking points for why we should eat seafood. It's delicious and good for you. Did you know there are 40,000 studies on the benefits of eating seafood since the 1970s? It's actually one of the most studied um, areas because once you start eating fish or adding omega-3s, you can see a pretty quick health effect. Um, your red blood cells change in three to four months completely, so you can see um, the impacts of eating a good diet into your uh, lives. Seafood supports brain, heart, and overall wellness, and people that eat seafood are 20% less likely to suffer from anxiety and depression than their peers, which is pretty effective compared to pharmaceuticals. A third of our brain's key functional units are made up of omega-3 fatty acids, and moms poopy who ate seafood had babies with higher IQ by about 7.7 IQ points. And of course, you know eating seafood at least twice a week reduces the risk of heart disease by about 30 to 50%. And during the pandemic, we all needed more immune-boosting properties uh, to help us. And so the variety of seafood can um, provide not just omega-3s, but vitamins, minerals, such as zinc, selenium to help us boost our immune system. So it's a good, healthy protein for us. The dietary guidelines you know comes out every five years in the U.S. and the 2025-2030 version is, is underway. And so if you're following the comment periods, um, there will be public comments that you can submit. Uh, sign up for them by August 10th, I believe, and the comments will be in September. So the, the current version, 2020-2025, shows that 90% of Americans do not eat seafood twice a week. And so we're going to go into why that is this, the case, and we'll have some time for questions at the end. Uh, but we're so excited. The Food and Drug Administration has updated its seafood advice for moms, and so on the website, it clearly shows Fish provides key nutrients that support a child's brain development. And moms are recommended to eat seafood at least uh, 8 to 12 ounces per week. That is a wide variance from what, what moms actually eat. Moms to be eat about 1.8 ounces per week. And that's from just decades of information. I think when the first FDA advice came out, when they said eat, avoid these five fish, people heard, oh, I should eat avoid fish, and so that's really been a message that we've been trying to overcome, that fish is good for brain development. Now, what are Americans eating? Uh, our government tracks everything, and so uh, the USDA shows that we eat about 1,895 pounds of seafood per person per year. Uh, 20 pounds of that is about seafood, and most of that is dairy. What I will say is this is what is available per capita. So not all of us are eating like 600 pounds of dairy or 130 pounds of sugar. This is what's available in our food supply per person. And so our food system um, isn't the most supportive for a, a healthy lifestyle. So all of you, I just commend all of you for being our 
nutrition educators because we need to help guide our patients and participants on how to choose a healthier diet. So we don't have a lot of seafood uh, in our consumption. Uh, the Government Accountability Office came out with a report in November of 2022 to show what the USDA purchases in terms of seafood. And uh, per student, per year, they're getting about 43 chicken drumsticks and about 3.4 fish ticks per student per year. Now the dietary guidelines recommends that students eat four to 10 ounces per week. So we have a wide gap between what is recommended to what is purchased for schools. And so part of the challenges in the report that came out were that the food service directors may not understand if the students like seafood, if they uh, know how to make sure they um, learn to enjoy it more, how the food service kitchens should be able to serve it well and keep it warm. So there are obstacles highlighted in this report that are very overcomable. And so it's just a matter of showcasing how to introduce new foods. It's okay to try it, and if you don't like it, try a different recipe, but we can definitely um, overcome the obstacles highlighted in this report. Now, we want to talk about the omega-3s that are important. They're the major building blocks for our brain. For omega-3, DHA is, that, is the major building block. And so what we need to make sure we have a good functioning brain is omega-3s. And uh, the NHANES survey that comes out every two years also tracks how much omega-3s we have in our food system, in our diets. This is from food. And so you see prominent health organizations recommend that we have 250 milligrams of omega-3s, EPA, DHA, a day. And no one, whatever age, is meeting this. And so we need to get up to that red line uh, as possible. And lastly, I, you know, I think we need to understand the cost this is having for all of us. Our healthcare system um, has a health expenditure in the U.S. of $4.1 trillion, and 90% of that is from diet and lifestyle diseases. And so heart disease is costing us about a billion dollars a day, diabetes. The area that is growing the fastest that we all need to realize that we should do something about is age-related cognitive decline and Alzheimer's. That shows $216 billion a year. It is growing to $1 trillion a year by 2050. And for brain diseases, there is no cure right now. I think with heart disease, we can say, oh, there's going to be a medicine for that. It's going to control my blood pressure. Brain diseases, there is no cure. And the true cure is diet, exercise, sleep, reducing stress. We just need to do that now because that's really the true prevention of making sure that we have a good, healthy brain um, as we age. Now, for seafood, there's also um, you know, a lot of times questions about, is it sustainable? Can I eat it? There's been a lot of progress the last 10, 20 years from the sustainability movement to make sure that we have sustainable seafood in our grocery stores and also restaurants. And so seafood is an essential part of the sustainability goals. It is something that we need to make sure um, we include in all of our policies and recommendations. And uh, we have Dr. Shakuntala
skill set here from the, uh, formerly from the World um, Fish Group and now with Saigar, and she won the World's Food Prize on fish. And so this is something that she's an expert in, but I just wanted to highlight that it's, it's very important for us overall. What we eat impacts our planet, and as you can see, there are different food impacts from the different productions of um, beef, dairy, poultry, pork, fish, and down to our plant-based um, sources of food. And so the World Resource Institute has shown that if we just ate less meat and dairy, we can cut our environmental footprint in half by just making those tiny changes. So we're just, I'm just asking for seafood at least twice a week, and that can make a difference in our climate's health as well. One reason I want us to shift to fish is our land-based food production is actually getting to the max capacity for our fresh usage of water and also um, ice-free land to grow our food. And so our oceans, which cover 70% of the earth, we're only using 2% of the ocean right now to produce our food. And we don't need very much of it if we site places where to grow seafood, seaweed, um, farm more sustainably, we can meet our future food security um, demands. There's been a lot of progress in sustainable seafood. Our U.S. Uh, fisheries is managed by NOAA Fisheries, which is under the Department of Commerce. And um, it's managed under the Magnuson-Stevens Act, which is a model of fisheries management that is um, comparable to the world. Alaska has in its constitution to make sure that seafood is sustainable, so it is built in to make sure that we manage fisheries sustainably. And as I shared earlier, uh, the sustainable seafood movement has been working a lot with our retailers and food service operators. So about 90, 80 to 90 percent of our retailers and food service operators have a sustainable seafood policy in place. And so it is really important to just ask them when you go to the grocery store more about what they're supplying you. And so we have this how to buy sustainable seafood resource on our website. And basically, um, I know those are tiny, tiny letters, but trust your retailers, ask questions, and learn more about their sustainable seafood policy. And when you're at the counter, as with any food, it's about buying food safely. You want to understand, does it look well? Is it presented to you safely? Ask them where the seafood comes from. Seafood is a globally traded protein, uh, and so it can come from anywhere in the world, whether in the U.S., um, or other you know, seafood producing countries. So learn more about it. Is there a third party certification that goes along with it? And uh, here are a few for you to look for. If you're looking at for wild management, there's a MSC Moner um, Marine Stewardship Council, Fair Trade Certified, um, and then also Certified Sustainable as well, which now covers Alaska as well as um, the other bodies that want to be certified with them. If you're looking at farm seafood, look for Aquaculture Stewardship Council or Best Aquaculture Practices. Those are on the packages that you can see these labels. When in doubt, by U.S., we have one of the best managed fisheries uh, in the world, so look for U.S. as well. Um, the seafood counter has to put country of origin label 
uh, when you're at the grocery store, so it'll tell you where it's from. It's a, the country is always listed. So consumer insights, uh, we are about to launch a national seafood promotion campaign and so have been doing um, consumer insights to understand what our messages should be to help motivate consumers to eat more seafood. And so here's just some data that we've gathered to understand um, where consumers are at this point with seafood. This is from the Food Marketing Institute Power of Seafood Study. It comes out every year. 40% of Americans do not eat seafood and they're, and they're lagging behind other proteins. The green is frequent consumers, which means they eat it at least twice a week. Um, occasional is about once a week and then none is uh, none at all. And so um, seafood is definitely in a different category than poultry uh, meat as well. The top challenges, I was speaking with Carly, what are some of the top challenges for people for not eating seafood? Um, one, a lot of people think it's too expensive, but I wanna share with you, you can buy seafood at all price points. Uh, they don't like the smell, uh, lingering from cooking. They might be worried about the bones, the family might not like it, and so, um, and so on. But mostly, I think the top challenge is, uh, is price. Um, but if they're um, talking about seafood and whether they should be eating it, 93% do agree that it should part of be, be part of their diet. They think that it's healthy and also it's a good protein option for their meals. 82% of consumers are interested in learning about seafood more. And so if you're teaching classes, there is an interest level to um, just showcase how they can incorporate more seafood into their diets. Uh, they wanna know more about the health benefits of seafood and why they should eat it. Taste is a primary reason for eating seafood for a lot of people. Well, first of all, we eat food because it tastes good. And so that is always the reason for um, eating seafood. It's taste uh, and then uh, health benefits and the considerations are price. Sustainability kind of falls down to the like seventh and eighth um, ranking. So uh, when we tested some concepts with them to show how certain uh, creative concepts would resonate with them with our consumer campaigns, they said that taste is definitely the driver and then health is a secondary uh, component as well. With price being the, the primary barrier of seafood, the other uh, components that they're concerned about are safety and quality, which I'll go over next. Um, and smell and knowing how to prepare seafood is also uh, something that they're trying to figure out more of. So seafood quality as you're trying to help people buy seafood, so the, really the main concerns are how to buy it, how to cook it, and how to help your family eat it more. Um, when you are looking at the quality, freshness is a concern, smell, odor, and how quickly it goes bad are some of the things that people have questions about. And so um, for consumers, we do recommend that if you're a newer seafood consumer, try frozen seafood. It's ready when you are, and there's a lot of fresh um, frozen options at the grocery store. Most people may not know that seafood is caught at sea and flash frozen at sea, and so sometimes frozen can actually be fresher than fresh. Uh, depending on where you live in the country, the frozen seafood that you see at the counter was refreshed for you. So it came in frozen to the grocery store and they will refresh it so that it's ready for you to take home. If you do buy fresh, um, keep it for at least one to two days. Don't refreeze it. 
Um, but so that's that way you can make sure it's fresh when you are. But f so for newer consumers, think about frozen seafood and also canned, which is usually in the middle of the grocery section. That is ready when you are. And it's so refreshing to see some of the tin fish um, campaigns that you see. People are popping up open their sardines or um, salmon. It's actually really a fun charcuterie board that people are putting on social media. So as I mentioned earlier, we are launching a national seafood promotion campaign. And uh, these are some of our pilot campaigns that we have conducted to just test different methodologies. And so we've done some grassroots outreach in um, about eight target markets in the South and Midwest. We helped to show, show a growth in frozen seafood sales. Um, we are um, also have a campaign called Little Seafoodies. We, we wanted moms to help their kids eat more fish. And that website is littleseafoodies.com. And kids, it, you know, there's just different ways and strategies to help kids get more into seafood. But the biggest uh, learnings that we had were that kids love to dip their food. You know, they take their nuggets. They want to dip it in something. So try something where they can dip it in a sauce, play with it, and uh, help them be part of it. We have a lot of recipes on our website, seafoodnutrition.org, and you can help them make a seafood pizza or um, tacos, something really interactive. We launched Eat Seafood America during the pandemic because uh, everyone wanted to make sure that we help Americans be healthier, and so we launched that and saw just great um, results from increased seafood sales during that time. And last October, we launched Celebrate Seafood. And so these are just different campaigns we've launched to showcase how we can help consumers build awareness of seafood all the way from awareness all the way to purchasing. And so this is our path to purchase um, that we measure. So when we want consumers to eat seafood, we have to build awareness that it's actually good for them. We want them to consider it into their menu rotation. Um, hopefully they'll try it, that they like it, um, and then at some point become loyal champions of this protein. So I'm gonna skip through this and show you the Celebrate Seafood pilot campaign um, creatives that we did with, with Vice Market. And so ex example of this is we would work with a supermarket, have some of the seafood companies provide um, different products during that time, um, provide articles and recipes into their circulars, and dietitians actually conducted education programs with their customers. So it was a very successful program with the Weiss Market. I'm gonna have two more programs to show you that I hope you'll um, consider including into your education programs. Um, we are launching Eating for Brain Health, and this is our commitment with the White House Hunger for Nutrition um, and Health Strategy. So for over the next eight years, we've committed to developing the Eating for Brain Health program. And uh, this is a one to four um, nutrition workshop that's an hour each time, and um, it is to introduce, uh, provide an overview of seafood and brain health and overall nutrition that's required for brain health. Um, there's a session on moms and baby, mental health, healthy aging, and we're piloting four cities this year. We just did one in Springfield, Missouri, 
Um, we have Boston lined up, St. Paul, uh, Minnesota, and Seattle, Washington. And we're looking to expand this nationwide. And so if you have um, an interest in including eating for brain health programs into your uh, community education, let us know. Um, this is, uh, we really want to thank uh, Red Lobster and uh, one of our board members, Sonia Connor, and the Better Fish for being our national donors. And then we also have um, companies donate products um, such as Chicken of the Sea, Cargill, and the Fish Guides and some of the other cities. So we're excited. So this is a, uh, just to showcase how we're working in the community. Uh, we had our first program in Springfield, Missouri on July 13th. And about 70 people participated. Chef Jared Hogan was the educator, uh, the chef educator, and then Jessica Miller was our dietitian. She's also our dietitian in-house at Seafood Nutrition Partnership. Um, the mission for Drew Lewis Foundation is to educate and empower their community to um, pers provide personalized programs and coach them into building quality um, lives through resilient communities. The average household income per month is about 3,000, and um, we um, were able to showcase some great um, tuna salad stuffed into pita, uh, where Jared was talking about how to uh, really incorporate that into their uh, meals. And then we also incorporated some exercise. And it was about 10 minutes. And at first, Jessica thought it might be too long, but people loved it. It was a great way to just get some education and also some movement as well. And so here you see some of the uh, kitchen staff preparing the meals and uh, some happy participants. So overall in this first program, about 54% are likely to eat more seafood after participating in this program. And 63% uh, found the content valuable. The recipe that we shared uh, fit into the CACFP requirements. And so you can provide seafood recipes that are affordable um, at all price points. So I'm gonna close. Key messages for consumers as you're um, teaching seafood. I'm good on time, all right. I know, when they said I had an hour, I'm like, all right, 60 slides. <laughs> but yeah, I, I won't scare you. I'm gonna go through these pretty quickly. Um, so message one, it's simple. Seafood is simple to cook once you learn some of the basics. And so learn about the 10 minute rule. Uh, measure the fish as, at the thickest point and it's about 10 minutes per inch thickness. Message two, it is budget friendly. There is a seafood at all price points. And so think about the canned aisle all the way to frozen. Um, check seasonality. So seafood is probably the only food category that we have in our food system that has a large wild component. So half of the seafood that we eat is wild and about half is farmed. I mean, when's the last time you had, you know, wild chicken? Probably, probably not uh, that readily available. And so um, when you're talking about wild seafood, there's a season when they're caught. And so um, just look out for circulars and information from your grocery store. They'll say, it's now wild Alaska salmon season. So that's when, you know, you're buying more seasonally. Um, and then buy in bulk, you know, there's a lot of um, frozen seafood now that they have each filet frozen in single pack. So you just take out what you need for that day. 
It's easy. Most seafood can be cooked in under 15 minutes. And so if you're strapped for time in making lunch, gosh, sometimes I just open up uh, some salad mix, add a little tuna, you know, throw some vegetables in there. You've got lunch ready. So it's very easy. Food is medicine, food as medicine. So seafood is a whole package your body needs for optimal wellness. Add some seafood to your um, meal. And then fish is like a multi, I'm gonna go back because you're taking pictures. <laughs> you want this one? <laughs> um, so mood boosting, I, you know, I think um, during the pandemic, we all just want to have a way to feel better and, and fish can be something that helps our mood. And so fish is like a vitamin for your brain. It's mood boosting. Uh, baby brain, I shared this earlier, child, children whose moms ate seafood during pregnancy um, may gain 7.7 .7 IQ points. And flavor, this applies to all food, but you know, flavor, beat the boredom, add some color, add some seasoning, figure out what spices you like and add it to seafood. Uh, and also, if you like certain dishes like pasta or salad or burger or, you know, tacos, try it with like shrimp, tuna, or fish. You know, it's definitely something that can make it interesting. And then finally, sustainability matters. Seafood is a plant, planet friendly choice. It's a climate friendly choice. And uh, I hope uh, these will be some messages you can share with your uh, students. And then lastly, we have lots of educational resources on our website. The website is seafoodnutrition.org. And on there, there's a lot of information. Uh, I'm gonna just point you to a few things. We have recipes on our website, a lot of one-pagers by health conditions, whether it's heart, for sports, diabetes. Um, there's the ultimate cooking guide, ultimate buying guide. There are a lot of uh, school information. There's a twice a week game plan that you can print out for your uh, students. Um, and then what's new is uh, we rolled out our 2023 brain health toolkits. The one on the left is for pregnancy and child brain development. They're really simple guides that you can use to um, share with your um, classes. And also the one on the right is about mental health. We'll have one coming out later in the summer for healthy aging. And they're quick and easy and super, um, super easy reads. Lastly, I do want to invite you to attend our seventh annual State of the Science Symposium on uh, September 21st. It will be here in DC, as well as um, via live stream. And so I hope you'll come. Um, it's free for dietitians. And this year's theme is Seafood for Healthy People and Planet, Nourishing Our Brains, Restoring Our Oceans. And I hope I'll see you there. So I think I went through this pretty fast. So um, I would like to just invite up Carl. I don't know how we want to do this. You want to? Yeah, we can do it this time. OK. Um, we're going to have some time for questions. If anyone has any questions, we just ask that you use the microphone over there so it will get recorded. 
Island, a great presentation. I wanted to ask about the sustainability um, uh, portion of your presentation. And you mentioned um, that you can go to the fish counter and ask about a lot of these things, such as where the fish is from and all of that. Um, I've been reading, though, that sometimes that seafood is uh, sometimes mislabeled or the country of origin is, is misrepresented. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that and maybe provide some guidance for nutrition educators to help navigate those talking points when talking to participants. Sure. Um, so, you know, it's, it's easier to know where the fish comes from when it's in a package format. So when you see the canned or um, the frozen package, you can see right on the back where it's from, what kind of fish it is. And so I think the issue comes when it's a blanket, oh, it's a white fish, and you're not sure what it is. You'll have to ask, you know, that. So white fish is a category. Um, and so at restaurants, it is quite the challenge for restaurants to make sure that they keep the labelings up, uh, up to date fairly quickly. So a lot of times you'll see on the menu, it's a whitefish taco, or uh, it, it's easier to say shrimp or another type of fish. And so the best thing is ask questions at the, at the counter, and they'll be happy to answer your questions. But now that you're more um, astute, it's make sure they, they put at the label at the um, fresh counter where it's from. It's, a, it's actually a law, cool, country of origin law, that they need to put what, what country that fish is from. Thanks for the presentation. Uh, two questions. I know the recommendations are for two servings a week, but my understanding globally is that if we were to do that, we would be decimating availability in other countries. And that's been what we've heard. So even though we have guidelines, I don't want to buy shrimp from, from boats that enslave people without paying. So is this, is this using our own fish, or how does this relate to, if we were to go up to two servings a week, what would that do to the global supply of, of the fish? That's a great question. So um, right now, about 10 to 20% of Americans eat seafood twice a week. That's been that rate for quite some time. And so if we were to move people to twice a week, um, the supply and the growth of it will grow around the same time. So I mentioned earlier, wild seafood is about half of the world's supply of seafood. Farmed is the other part of it, and that's growing at a faster rate as well. And so for us to feed the world's population with fish, uh, we're going to have to look at aquaculture, and so that's being developed as well. If you're concerned about... Um, illegal, unreported, unregulated seafood here in the U.S. Our um, you know, Food and Drug Administration surveys the fish that comes in, and so that's where the policy comes in. When you're buying seafood, you want to look for those certifications because that they're certifying that they're coming from a good farm, a, a good practice. So it's the ASC, BAP for the farm side, and MSC and um, Fair Trade for the other. But yeah, that, that's, 
That's good. I mean, it's just some of the, um, on the aquaculture side for the imported fish, those shrimp farms are displacing some of the local people that used to fish. And it's just a challenge, so I think, I think it's hard sometimes to think above the one serving uh, sustainability wise, but um, I appreciate that, um, so thank you. Oh, okay, thank you. I actually have a question. Um, so as a nutrition educator working in SNAP-Ed, um, we have a lot of people who are interested in seafood, like what you found, um, but they don't want to buy it and not know how to make it well, and then it go to waste. So what kind of starter recipes or starter seafood products might you recommend? That's a great question. You know, start with what you're accustomed to eating and, and adding seafood to it. So if you like burgers, there are fish burgers that are already pre-made and, and shaped for you. And so you can um, pan sear those and, and substitute a beef burger for a, a fish burger. Um, there's actually salmon hot dogs now that um, are quite good and they're at Whole Foods. And so, um, we tried them with our neighbors and they couldn't tell it was salmon. It just had a really good hot dog seasoning, but a really clean tasting one. And so um, that's great. Um, but you know, I think start with adding seafood into a dish that uh, you know, your family likes, whether it's pasta, add some grilled shrimp to it. Um, if it's a salad, add some chunk tuna into it. So yeah, it's just starting with the base that you're familiar with and build a bridge to seafood. That makes a lot of sense, thank you. Any other questions? Okay, we will stick around for a few minutes. Thank you all so much for being here and thank you to our awesome presenter, Linda. Thank you everybody.